Welcome to the Apollo Leaguers series, a podcast that helps you learn from those who have become directly involved with exciting businesses in their early growth stage listed on the Apollo League. Handing you over to the host, Simon Ward. Good morning, JP Monk. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you going? I'm well, thanks. Great to talk to you today and um, thanks for participating in our podcast series at Apollo League. Uh, we've we've chatted and met because you've got involved in one of our clients' businesses. So congratulations on that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, about what attracted you to that business and then we can talk a bit about, you know, your career and your attitude to um, to business. Yeah, so uh, I was um, really glad to have the opportunity to work uh, with Life Sherpa uh, in a non-executive uh, director capacity, but uh, at the same time have an opportunity to uh, invest um, really early on in the piece. Um, and it's a business that of itself um, had some appeal to me uh, in the financial planning space, just given everything that happened uh, pre and, and the, the stories came out during the Royal Commission uh, and that being an opportunity to, to open up to the digital uh, distribution method, uh, as well as being able to bring uh, an innovative and um, uh, ethically sound uh, service to its client base. That's a that's an excellent answer. And what, what do you think your particular value add to Life Sherpa is? Yeah, well, having had uh, a background, I guess, in uh, risk consulting and prudential regulation, more on the banking side, but certainly uh, in financial services over the last uh, 10, 15 years, uh, it's an opportunity to bring uh, risk management and governance disciplines to uh, an entity like Life Sherpa before it gets, uh, you know, really big and really busy uh, so that those disciplines can be put in place, um, you know, well in time so that it doesn't suffer the kind of maladies that um, some of the the incumbents have in the past, and what do they look like? Um, you know, uh, the, the kind of maladies, as you say, that can affect you know growing businesses. What are the things that can go wrong? Uh, I think, well, I mean, for, for the planning side in particular, it's all the horror stories of fee for no service and uh, fees charged to to dead people, et cetera. But I think in terms of, uh, I mean, growth can be in any business its own worst enemy in that um, the, the focus uh, at first is on a, a viable product and making that scalable, getting revenue up, et cetera. Uh, but I think in the pursuit of uh, growing that uh, and as hard work as that is, uh, there's just often it's hygiene factors. It's the little things uh, that you look really silly if you don't do them right uh, as you as you grow. Uh, and those are the things that uh, capture headlines and are frankly embarrassing. You know whether they were they usually aren't intentional, but they're mistakes that can be avoided. And I think that's the the critical factor. Well, absolutely. With the media um, in Australia uh, on the case, as it were, post Royal Commission, you don't want to be in their in their crosshairs, do you? Um, and the other thing that I, I guess stru- struck me from your from your CV is that you're you're active in the mentoring space. You're a mentor with Finzia. You're a lead mentor at Stone and Chalk, which is a fantastic um, incubator and business and haymarket. So this concept of mentoring. Um, business in Australia, for example, you know, what do you think the role of a mentor with, uh, you know, a growing business, in, you know, what's involved with it? 
Uh, I think it's it's a lot of things, uh, and it has to be fairly flexible. So uh, I mean, often mentoring is is a personal thing. So it's uh, it's one on one with uh, an executive or a mid career professional, or even you know someone early on uh, in, in what they're doing. But uh, in some of the more uh, like the incubator space, it's very much more about the entity and the strategy of what that entity is doing uh, rather than an individual. But inevitably, uh, a lot of great ideas are you know they start with the CEO or a founder who's got this sort of visionary uh, idea about what they're going to do. So quite often there is this sort of convergence or blurring of the lines between that individual um, and the business that you're talking about. So that's something that um, I guess I've had experience with in various capacities uh, and it's really rewarding, um, you know, in any any event. Excellent. The other thing that um, that you're big on is is ethics and, and, and I guess they're they're tying in relation to business, in particular new business in Australia. How important are they in um, in determining the success of a business, and how how are they applied to a business in your experience um, on a day to day basis? Yeah, I think they're incredibly important because a lot of those avoidable errors I referred to earlier, I think uh, you know, can be avoided through having. Um, a clear system for decision making as a business grows, having uh, delegated authorities around those decisions, what goes to the board versus what doesn't. But I think, uh, and, and one of the things that I do outside is also um, on a subcommittee of the banking and finance oath, um, which I think is is a really great um, avenue, I guess, towards promoting um, ethical decision-making and conduct in financial services in Australia. But I think uh, especially when it comes down to uh, those kind of decisions where you've got a dilemma or you've got multiple stakeholders and you can't please all of them or you can't, uh, the, the worst of all is you can't uh, legally discharge all of your obligations at the same time. You've got to find a way to prioritise, to compromise, to lay out all the information that you're using to make a decision uh, and then using that to explain why you did what you did at the time. Uh, and I think, you know, even during the Royal Commission, there were some examples where, uh, you know, those who could layout you know obviously sometimes the outcomes are not always perfect you won't always get things right every time but if you can at least explain and step through how you got to the conclusion you arrived at uh that is how you demonstrate uh competence and uh, the the kind of due care and skill that goes into the work that we do uh, in our profession excellent and in terms of your experience with apollo and i guess participation in the process and the idea what are your what are your thoughts on what we're trying to accomplish at the moment which is to sort of bring in people like you into into companies like live sherpa but on the basis that they can work for a you know work their way into an ownership position because um the idea of leading a business and you know and owning a business um can present some challenges but also you know some fantastic opportunities yeah, I think it's really cool because some of, I mean, the best ideas uh, before they're famous, uh, you don't really have an avenue to hear about them or to find out about them. And most people would say, gee, I wish I bought, you know, some Bitcoins when they were 10 cents or whatever, or, or you know, uh, were a seed investor in Afterpay, um, you'd only know about that after it got famous. Um, so uh, things that come through this channel um, are really uh, helpful because it's, um, you know, Apollo itself 
uh, casts a pretty wide net. So it's going to have um, a greater probability of, of hearing about and, and filtering those kinds of opportunities. Uh, and this whole principle of, of smart capital, that is being able to invest in something, but also uh, support its growth uh, using one's skills um, without being an executive or an employee, so to speak, uh, kind of hits the sweet spot between uh, having some influence uh, and some upside, but also uh, being able to impart knowledge and skills uh, without committing to a full-time job in the process. So yeah, that's that's a fantastic answer. That's exactly what we're trying to accomplish. I guess we see ourselves predominantly as a recruitment platform, but our, our clients seem to want um, the, the leaders that come in actually, you know, care enough about the business that they that they are owners in some way by working for shares or or, or whatever by investing. So um, it was really interesting. I read in the paper this morning. Peter Costello was talking about private equity and and how individuals basically couldn't get access to it, um, smaller individuals. So in a way, this is an opportunity for people who. Um, you know, are not wealthy enough to run their own family office, for example, to get involved with businesses of this kind. And, um, you know, that's exactly what we're trying to do. And, you know, Life Sherpa, how did that, you know, what boxes did it tick for you as a business, JP, in terms of, you know, was it was it their stage of development? Was it their growth? What was it um, aside from what they did in their mission that attracted you? Or was, it, or was it just the mission, you know, and was where they're at financially perhaps less important? It was kind of all of the above. So I mean, like, I, I, first and foremost, I think I like the product, the service, and uh, and what they're hoping to do with it, uh, as well as uh, you know its place in the economy in in Australian society. So it's um, fulfilling a need that is what I I perceive to be a true gap in the market. Uh, I had a chance to meet with. Uh, the CEO Vince Scully uh, before I got uh, you know involved or, or in any sort of uh, way, and uh, I thought he certainly had all the characteristics of a leader who can truly make a change uh, and implement something as ambitious as what um, what we're doing. Uh, so I felt uh, pretty strongly that uh, yeah, that with the right team, uh, the right philosophy, and the right value proposition, uh, all those things kind of come together. Fantastic. Well, look, thanks for having a chat with us this morning, JP. It's been a pleasure um, uh, talking with you and I hope we can check in down the down the track and actually see how the experience has gone for you. I hope it's a, a, a fantastic uh, experience. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Simon, and uh, look forward to being in touch soon. Thanks again, JP. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Polo Leaguers. Be sure to tune in for our next Leaguer interview. And until then, keep on learning.